one. This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolfenstein and Jake Hefner. Ladies and gentlemen, the 17th overall pick, Zion Johnson in the house. Okay, Jake, we are live from Slater's 50-50 it's in weird. Pasadena. It's weird. I'm so used to doing my uh, my usual introduction on this. Um, Go for it. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear your introduction on the fly. <laughs> Can you even air me on this? Yes, you sound great. Jeez. Levels, levels. Somebody levels. <laughs> Sound engineer. It's almost as if this is our first time doing a live event. It almost <laughs> is like it's our first time doing this. Yeah. Can I drag you? Please. All right. We're doing this live. You're on broadcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> everybody. All right. Everybody, turn around for a second. I'm the short person over here. All right. Wait, I'm the second short person. <laughs> so anybody who has the red ticket, slowly, slowly come in this aisle right here. You're in Welcome to a special edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. We are coming to you live from 5050 Slaters, Pasadena. As you can see, there is a great turnout behind us. Number 17th overall pick is in the house, Zion Johnson. This is what we're here for. Slaters 50. Let's hear it for Zion Johnson, everyone. Chargers fans, where are you at? Let's go. Amazing turnout, Wolkenstein. Amazing turnout. Uh, so we're going to be one to three today. If you are in earshot of my voice right now, come on down. Have yourself a good time this afternoon. One to three. We're going to be down here uh, celebrating, getting to know each other a little bit better. Dan Wolkenstein, happy Saturday. How are you, sir? Happy Saturday. I'm waiting for the beer to show up. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, I'm, I'm feeling, empty. I'm feeling great. I feel I'm thirsty. thirsty. I'm thirsty. Yeah. Are you going to get me one? I, I'm empty. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I'm empty. I'm feeling good, though. Uh, we are live Slater 50-50 in Pasadena, like Jake said. If you guys are around, if you're wanting to come have a good time, meet Zion Johnson, maybe get something signed, say hi to the Bolt fam. Uh, please come stop by, say hi. Uh, we'll be here till 3 o'clock. 
Again, big shout out to Die Hard Club who has put on this event. Uh, we have tons of Die Hard Bolt Club here in the house. And uh, we're so excited to be here live helping with the event. So, Jake, I guess we should probably just start with the fact that we're here with the number 17 overall pick, Zion Johnson. Chargers offensive line needed some help. They got it in him. Uh, he's behind us. He's going to hear what we say. What do you expect he's going to actually give this team that we haven't had? That we have not had? That, that he hasn't already told us already? Uh, <laughs> I mean, where, where do you want to start? I mean, uh, from the from the amount of pressures that were given up by him in college, which is just absolutely ridiculous because it's very low, what he's going to be able to do, especially with the flexibility uh, with the right tackle position and where you're possibly moving Matt Filer now, that it seems like the most logical uh, for the tackle spot, but plugging Zion Johnson in most likely to the left side. Imagine just him standing next to Rashawn Slater and everybody on that side of a opposing defense is having to go against those guys. I mean, again, if you just go left to center, Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley. Ah, uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Good luck to you. No, no, I mean, like, good luck to you <laughs> opposing defenses. That's what I mean. Yes. Uh, the fact that Zion Johnson honestly kind of fell into our lap. At 17, I would, I mean, we were all doing cartwheels. When he got to that pick, please, 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 please take Zion Johnson. We know what the alternative was. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think Chargers fans are happy that they got Zion Johnson, especially sitting. Did you see, by the way, did you see John after, when he was at the draft and he got picked? Did you see him in the crowd with the Bull fam, got the chain, Absolutely. went to the after party? How cool is that? Very cool. Very cool. And he's totally embraced that, as he's told us on previous shows. He's totally embraced that. He didn't understand what the Bolt fam actually meant, but he understands it now. Yes, he does. So, folks, if, if you don't know, Zion Johnson, man of the people, trying to get as ingratiated as he can with the Bolt fam. Uh, if you have not seen it, he's been on Chargers Unleashed already shortly after he was drafted. So check out that episode. Uh, Jake, so this is our kind of first time on the show with the Bolt fam at an event. Um, honestly, epic turnout. We got like line out the door here. We got turnout. people looking for signings, got great food, great drinks. Uh, what are you looking for to with this? Like what we're going to see, it might be a surprise. You know, it's very rare that I get a chance to come down to Los Angeles in general. Seeing this type of a turnout, seeing the Bull fam. This is what I'm really excited about. The intangibles of this event, outside of the fact that Zion Johnson being here, it's about the people about the fans look at this turnout um this has been fantastic again we're here from one to three today i'm excited to meet a lot of these people uh we're gonna probably bring some just as you know guest spots on the show looking forward to that uh but this is what it's about this is what these live shows are about coming down to places like this and embracing it yeah this is gonna be fun so folks who are watching live we are broadcasting folks so if you guys want to be on tv at some point feel free to come stop by say hi to the bull fam uh we will be taking questions and comments as we go through either from folks here at slaters or for folks who are online feel free to give us your questions comments we'll try to bring them through as we go uh jake looks we have our first person here who has watched the show is excited is currently on their way from san bernardino about currently coming we'll excited to come as soon as you get here, uh, Bolt King, Zion Johnson, LFG, we'll keep it G-rated. Zion Johnson signing, super pumped. Uh, Joe Fernandez, shout out, I believe you're in Vegas. Not jealous at all. Sounds like it's going to be a good time. I think it is a good time. I mean, it depends on where he's at in Vegas, let's be honest. Let's say he's at a good spot in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, so for folks who have not seen, we just had an episode with, uh, let's call it the Infinity Stones of Chargers podcasts or content creators. We had 
the director. We had guilty as charged. We had locked on chargers. We had charger chat ourselves. Uh, it seems as though for all the time that we've been covering the chargers collectively, this is probably like the most excited we've been. Uh, that's not a hyperbole. That's not me being an optimist and you the pessimist and having to accept it. Uh, is this for you? Is this the most hype that you feel for this team? You got to go all the way back to 2006 to even get close to this type of hype. Maybe you could say 2007 when the Chargers were going up against the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. That was, of course, when Philip Rivers was playing on two torn ACLs, essentially. Oh, my gosh. But 2006, man, when this team was 14-2 and two, and the legendary year that Ladanian Tomlinson had that year, you felt the hype in the air. It was palpable. I can honestly say going into a season before a game is even played, I've never seen or heard felt anything like this. It, it's it's pretty wild. And like the fact that we're talking about our Chargers that like they went and traded for a Khalil Mack and like everyone knows who Khalil Mack is. And then they go out and sign Premier JC Jackson. And then they go out and get uh, a Bryce Callahan, a Kyle Van Noy, like guys that you don't necessarily think that Chargers would be getting in years past. And it just kind of shows like, whether it's this new age Brandon Staley slash Tom Telesco regime, whether it's great juju, whatever it is that gets us all these great players, but like there's a different vibe and you're seeing kind of everywhere coming out of the works, uh, whether it's coming back from San Diego, which is great. Southern California is kind of blowing up folks in LA. We got folks all over the place. Um, it's a great time to be a, an LA football fan. And uh, I mean, when you have a team like this, a coach like this, a quarterback like this, it's kind of, um, it's pretty easy to root for them. They're a very likable team, and they're an exciting team. And then, Jake, this I think the five primetime games they have this year? Who are the five? They got Chiefs, they've got the Colts, they've got the Broncos, the Rams. I know I'm missing I think we're missing one. Of, is it the Raiders on the weekend? Maybe it's the Raiders. I don't know. But of the... When's the last time the Chargers had five primetime games... I don't remember the time. <laughs> Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> so needless to say, we're excited. Um, again, we are live from Slater's 50-50 along with, alongside an Iowa club. And Zion Johnson is here with us. He's doing an amazing uh, community event with us. We're doing a sign and meet and greet. I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but there's a huge line going this way. And uh, everyone gets a chance to go get something signed. Go say hi to Zion. If you're nearby, please come stop by, say hi. Uh, we're having a great time. And it looks like I'm getting pat on the shoulder. Enrique from Die Hard Bowl Club, president. Feel free to if you like. <laughs> You're good. Stand by. Okay, real quick, guys. I know we're doing this live. So we're going to do it at a time. So for folks who are waiting and getting the Zion Johnson signing and stuff, uh, first step, guys, folks in line, getting a signing, and then we're going to be doing like, the pictures and all that stuff later. So right now, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and get a signing, then move to the side, and then at the end, we'll have everyone do the pictures. Uh, you'll be able to actually get up close to them, give a hug or whatever. But um, give everybody a shout-out. Let's be kind. Let's be cordial. All day. Dan... And multiple Wilkenstein outside of hosting the Chargers uh, Unleashed live episode. Now you're just basically telling everybody what to do. I'm being told what to do and then relaying the next. 
that makes me the messenger, which it's okay. okay. I feel a little bit better. That's fair. Yes. Um, so, Jake, where do you want to go with this? We have a ton of giveaways. We actually have a Zion Johnson signed helmet that we're going to be doing a giveaway for here today. Uh, you'll be seeing that here later on Twitter. Uh, if you have not already done so, go ahead and check out our post on Twitter. All I do is, I think it's follow us and Die Hard Bolt Club, and then they could potentially win a Zion Johnson mini helmet. We get away later today. Uh, we also got some giveaways here. We got some shirts that will be giving away for LAFB, Fourth and Staley. Game uh, as well. I'm sorry? Game tickets as well. And by the way, thank you, we have game tickets. So we have tickets for the Chargers versus the Indianapolis Colts. In December, we have two tickets we're going to be giving away. Thanks Merry Christmas. to Die Hard Bolt Club of Ohio. Shout out to the Ohioans. Oh, wow. What is it? What? Don't say wow. What? <laughs> you don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but you butchered the hell out of it. Ohioans is what I'm going to call wow. them. Uh, Trent, Jordan, everyone over at DHBC Ohio, thank you guys so much. They have been great and gracious in their partnership with us. Again, two tickets for the Chargers versus the Colts. Jake's laughing at me. That's okay. I'm used to it. It's nothing new. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, no, nothing beats the fact that you forgot that the Cardinals played in Glendale and not Scottsdale. Hey, now. Hey, now. That one's going to win. Also, Jake, bit. do you remember? I think it was like 10 days ago where I said, uh, we were talking about our offensive line, and we were talking about you know, who's going to be right tackle. And I was like, "Oh, you know, we got we got Trey Pipkin, Ayu false, and you Sioux deadpan false. looked at me like you are an idiot." Sue false. <laughs> at the time, I thought that that was that was worse than the Glendale debacle. But wow, listening to you butcher the yeah. Ohioans—that's okay. I screwed it up. That's okay. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love uh, live broadcast for sure. Right, so Jake, take it away. Wow, got to leave it with me just hanging like that. Okay, hey, just take it away. Great segue. Nothing. Just, you know, full bare bones. Let's see it. how he goes. Dead air. Go ahead. That's how it is. Let's all watch Jake take this one on. All right, Dan, since you're so used to asking me all the questions, making the transitions, that's fine. I'll go ahead and I'll fire some back for you. All right. Let's flip, it to, let's flip the coin a little bit. I know we talked about this a little bit this week on the podcast. We got Zion Johnson here. We've been talking about the offensive line a lot. Let's flip it over to the defense. Mm. I don't think because we didn't really get a chance to dig into who you were most excited to see on defense. Because I know you were moderating the, the metaverse show, the multiverse, ah. asking us all the questions. We were firing it back to you. But we never got a chance to really dig into who it was that you were looking forward most to see. Man, okay. So for folks who weren't there, we had a, a collaboration episode where we talked to a whole bunch of different Chargers podcast hosts. We were talking about kind of like the players who were going to have the most impact on this team and players who we're most excited to see. Um, I think the obvious choice is a Khalil Mack, just because we have not seen him alongside a Joey Bosa being able to, in tandem, kind of wreck havoc. But I kind of, as crazy as it sounds, I think with everyone that's joined the team, I think I'm still most excited to see Derwin in all of this. Because, like, no surprise. When you have a player like that, it felt like he was kind of handcuffed last year. To no fault of his, but the team, whether it's because of injury, because of talent on the roster, you name it, he, you weren't really able to see Derwin kind of do everything that he's accustomed to do. And I think Daniel Wade from Lockdown Chargers talked about it. Like, when you see him running downhill with a purpose, like, it's like Animal Planet. And, and I think that's what I'm excited to see. When he has guys alongside of him, like Khalil Mack, Kyle Van Noy, I mean, you go down the list, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, you got 
Joey Bosa. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. In theory, he should be able to kind of be that Swiss Army knife all over the field and kind of just let him pin his ears back and t- turn it loose. He was kind of having to be that safety valve last year and did it great, but he didn't really get to see as much of like the spectacularism, if that's a word, of Derwin James. This year, it feels like Brandon said he talked about it. He wants to kind of unlock this defense for him, just like they did with the offense and Justin Herbert last year. So to answer your question, incredibly long-winded, I would say Derwin James, and it's probably not close. I mean, it could be close, but it, it's not a... It's not like it's not a consensus answer. Everybody's excited to see it. But it's it's getting back to the 2018 version of Derwin James that oh, we saw moving around yes, the please. field, being that amazing chess piece that he was in his rookie season. Uh, all the moves that have been made, and as you mentioned, Brandon Staley has, has talked about this multiple times leading up to the draft, is that Derwin James is the quarterback of the defense and what he did for Justin Herbert just one year ago putting the weapons, putting the offensive line around him in order to be productive. That's what you did in your offseason now for Derwin James. Look at you bringing JT Woods. You're bringing in uh, extra cornerback pieces around it. Your pass rush is indirectly going to help Derwin James because you're going to be getting more of it, which is, of course, going to allow more opportunities for uh, – wide receivers not being able to run their full routes, less time that we're going to have to cover them, and ultimately you get a few takeaways in that as well. And how you're going to insert Derwin James into all that, essentially playing at every level of the defense, it's it, it, you can't help but get excited for that. No, you can't. A- Angel Flores comes in with a comment. The secondary is the deepest I've seen since our last playoff run in 2018. And Jake, I would argue it's far deeper than that. If It's arguable. If we're, I mean, back then it was what? It was Adrian Phillips... We had was was Fred still there? He was gone. It was Casey Hayward. But I don't think they went four deep like we have now. They didn't go. They didn't go four deep. You were lucky that most of your cornerback was actually your quarterback room was actually healthy at that point in time. That was <laughs> that's true. That was what was fine. I mean, remember we got to a point where we were playing six DBs. Don't forget that until we got roasted, right? <laughs> and then everybody figured us out. Uh, but. You no, know, it's a very interesting question to say that this secondary group is indeed that deep, and you can tell that obviously with the investment that uh, Brandon Staley has made, bringing in these type of players: Bryce Callahan, familiarity; J.C. Jackson, the primetime free agent, twenty-five interceptions over the last four years. What you added in the draft with uh, Jasir Taylor, Dion Leonard. Um, you're still cultivating Asante Samuel Jr. You still have Michael Davis back there. And they go to safety, and you have all day T. Woods as your adder. I haven't even started on safety yet. I'm just talking corner here. Um, So, yeah, even when you think about that in in a two-year span, if you go back to last year, and whether we're talking free agent acquisitions or we're talking draft guys that were brought in last year, what you've done essentially for this secondary, and again, the bulk of it has been in this offseason, Brandon Staley does not want to be last in the league on third down defense ever again. I don't. I think he was. I think he went to bed angry like every Sunday night, regardless of a win or loss. Was like, there's no way I'm allowing this to happen moving forward. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see him now because I feel like this is kind of like a flex for him, where he's like, look, everyone was doubting me. They said I might not be a good head coach. They might not be the reason our defenses are good. Wait till you give me a defense, and I'll see what I can do. It's gonna be. It's gonna be wild. A question came up the other day. A question came up uh, in our podcast we had a few days ago. Do you think with the defense that they have now that they're going to be as aggressive on fourth down? 
Absolutely. You do? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You, you can't go away from that. And this is the one thing that I really hate about the criticism that Brandon Staley gets on his fourth down is that everybody focuses on the ones that he doesn't make. But you have to remember, there are some games that the Chargers won last year specifically because you went for it on fourth down. So, yes, is it going to work for you 100% of the time? No. But when you have that type of attitude that we're going to go out and we're going to win this down, whether we win or lose, that's the mentality, that's the confidence, that's the mindset that you're putting in the rest of your players. So, without a doubt, they should be going for it. Maybe not the same amount that they had to go for it last year, but again, that's all circumstantial because... Hopefully you're not playing comeback football as much. Hopefully your defense is getting you more takeaways this year. So it may not be as much as we saw it last year, but absolutely not. Brandon Staley should not let his foot off the gas. Yeah, I honestly don't think that the I don't think the frequency of that is going to change at all. Like I think they just might not to have to do it as much. But like I don't if you go back and ask Brandon Staley if he would do all of those over again, he probably would do it all again the same way. Even the one against the Raiders week 18. Like, yes, the Chargers did not convert on fourth and one or whatever it was, fourth and three on the 27. But he also didn't give up a defensive touchdown the next possession. So it actually still kind of worked out. So I think it was just a couple days ago I saw an interview with, I think it was Charles Davis, and they were saying how, you know, there's a lot of criticism of Brandon Staley on his fourth down. I'm like, I don't... Anyone who, like, knows this team, knows Brandon Staley, and knows kind of what they're after, like, I don't think anyone was surprised. It's people outside of this market, outside of LA that are like, can't believe this coach is doing this. It seems crazy, but like, that's kind of his motto. Like, he's kind of doesn't care about that. He just wants to win however he can. So I agree. I think it's not going to go down. It might go up, but I think at most case scenario, probably just going to stay the same. Yeah, I agree. Would you be giving this same type of criticism if it was Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Probably not as much. No. You, you find it an easy target because the man's a rookie head coach. You find it an easy target because if you're focusing on the games that they lost, and then you're saying, okay, well, if he can learn from his mistakes, he can still grow. And maybe he will. He's even talked about it during OTAs, that things don't seem as new for him anymore. So he feels like he's in a good zone as far as where they're at this part of the year already feels like they're way ahead of them what they were last year. Yep. Obviously, Justin Herbert has echoed that for the first time in six years since high school that he's in the same offensive scheme, has not had to go through another coordinator change. Hallelujah. So as much as we all love continuity, look how much growth and continuity is going to pair together to take this team forward. Man, I will say, so for folks who do not see, I've got a Fortin Staley hat fresh from the LAFB Network. Uh, website, you can get your swag there. Jake, can you show them the Fourth and Staley shirt that we've got here, Sue? We've got a bunch of giveaways for folks who have not gotten the Fourth and Staley shirt. We've got three to five of them potentially we're giving away today to folks here locally. Uh, if you're here watching online, you can go to LAFB, put in the code UNLEASH, and you could actually get 25% off. You didn't hear it from me, you heard it from Jake. Um, I didn't say anything. Okay, fair enough. Um, so moving on. So Zion Johnson in the house. Biggest difference that he is going to bring the offensive line like in totality. Like last year, we saw some issues on the right side. We saw the right tackle issue. We also saw like the running game just not really working outside of Austin Eckler making some magic happen. Whether it's because of Zion Johnson or in tandem Zion with an Isaiah Spiller, maybe. Like, how, what do you think the offense is going to look like? related to Zion Johnson that maybe we haven't seen? 
I mean, it's it's going to be, is it going to be a different type of look? Maybe not as much considering where he's going in. And yes, the biggest question as it relates to the offensive line is the right tackle spot. Again, the safest prediction right now is to consider that Matt Filer is going to be transitioning from left guard to right tackle strictly because he's got experience and good experience at that, doing it for a while as he was doing in Pittsburgh, as opposed to who the hell knows what's going to happen with Storm Norton and Trey Pipkins. I get it. Trey Pipkins, when he stepped in in his two games last year, performed extremely well. We all know the story with Storm Norton. Definitely a lot of improvement that needs to be done there. But if you're telling me that and again, I'm the biggest fan as it relates to continuity. I understand everybody's <laughs> opinion on that, not wanting to shuffle too many pieces around the offensive line for Justin Herbert. But if you're telling me that you're necessarily replacing Matt Filer at left guard with Zion Johnson, it ain't the worst thing in the world. No, it could be so much worse. Yes. So, and the, it's exciting to think about like the charge. And I would imagine like even Zion, like if you asked him, like look at the Chargers offensive line group uh, two years ago, fast forward to now, like, complete night and day it was was it like 29th in the nfl two years ago like it was bad and in two off seasons one and a half really they went and got best center in the nfl they got in my opinion the best left tackle they could have gotten in the draft they went and got abushi who was hurt no longer with the team but he was great when he was playing they brought in matt filer now they got zion johnson they go out and get sollier in the sixth round somehow like that's just new guys on top of everyone that we had already. Now, a lot of guys we had were are no longer here, but that speaks to how much churn there was and how much they had, work they had ahead of them to get the offensive line right. And so now when you talk to everyone, it's like four-fifths of the offensive line is arguably top five in the NFL. So if they can somehow get, whether it's Matt Filer or maybe Trey Pipkin, Storm Norton, become average, just at, give me average right tackle, this offensive line is a beast. I mean, I think people would want a little bit better than... Compared than, to than, previous than average. years, average yeah, would be fine. I got you there. I understand what you're saying. Uh, but you, but you, you touched a little bit there. It's the depth also that you have to look at as it relates to the offensive line. What's been done to invest in that? Brendan Hymas, who a lot of us are still... Even though he still hasn't taken an NFL snap yet, we're all really still apparently very high on Brendan Hymas. When is he going to get his opportunity to shine? You add that with a Jamari Sawyer in the sixth round. Amazing how he fell that far when he should have probably gone in round three. So your depth all of a sudden is better, much better than what it's been in years past where it used to be like, okay, you have your great starters, but then if something happens, Oof. and we all know for watching the Chargers uh, team for so long, it usually does. It's an, It was a nosedive from there as it relates to the depth. So that has vastly improved as well. So you don't feel so bad that if – the worst was to happen that you have a guy in there that's very capable of stepping in and producing well. Jay Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein from Chargers Unleashed and LA Football Network here at Slater's 50-50 for Zion Johnson signing event meet and greet. Diehard Bull Club Chargers fans, how are we feeling today? Let's go! Let's go! Let's go. We're going to take a quick break here for a couple of minutes. We'll come back with more live from Slater's 50-50. Zion Johnson here with us, diehard boat club. Let's have some fun. If you're not, if you are around, come by, have a drink. Let's have some fun. See you in a bit. We are live from Slater's 5050 in Pasadena for a Zion Johnson meet and greet. Everyone, give it up for Zion Johnson, everyone. Diehard boat club putting on an amazing event. We got Zion Johnson here signing autographs, taking pictures. Great food, great company, great drinks. 
Thank you to Slater's 5050 Die Hard Boat Club. Fred, all day, every day, especially Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, right? <laughs> all right, so Jake and Dan from Chargers Unleashed, part of the LA Football Network here covering the event. Uh, Jake, fresh off the print. Oh, that looks good. Fresh off the print, we've got a signed Zion Johnson, number 77 That's mini helmet. Like. They were going to be giving away to one lucky Twitter follower that was in the drawing. If you are not in the drawing, go to LAC underscore Unleashed on Twitter. You'll find a couple things you got to do. He's got to like, I think it's follow us, follow DHBC, and retweet it. And you have the opportunity to win this. Zion Johnson mini helmet. Yes. We'll be going ahead and giving this away here in a bit. We've also, Jake, got another Zion Johnson signed memorabilia. This one we might just give away here. What do you think? Yeah, why not? All right. So we also got another Zion Johnson giveaway we're giving away. So we've got some more things. So stay tuned for that, folks who are here. Uh, Jake, we are here with Zion Johnson. And my beer is here. Oh, the beer has arrived. It's, it's apple you, juice. Ryan. It's apple juice, right? Ryan Anderson, fellow LAFB member, is here with us. Thank you so much, man. How are you? Doing great. Um, I'm in enemy territory. I'm the beats, uh, the Rams beat writer. So, uh, did you see that tweet I retweeted from you where there's a big? Did you see all of that uh, controversy? Oh no, good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Ryan Anderson. Thank you. Uh, well, before we go any further, cheers, sir. Cheers. You're about to take that without chicken. Absolutely. All right. Okay. And last but not least, we also have two tickets to the Chargers versus the Colts Monday night game that we're going to be giving away as well. So be on the lookout for that. Again, if you have not gotten a blue raffle ticket, if you have not gotten a blue raffle ticket, stop by the booth. We'll give you guys a raffle ticket. We've got, I believe, five shirts, one signed Zion Johnson flyer, as well as two tickets to the Chargers-Colts game. Uh, thanks to Die Hard Bowl Club of Ohio and Die Hard Bowl Club. Shout out to Jordan and shout out to Eric. So, Jake, we are uh, we're sitting here. We're probably both a little hungry. A little? Yep. Uh, Very. I haven't even seen a menu. I should probably like... <laughs> I'm like, I, I think there's... We've been busy. We've had a couple things going on. There's a lot of things going around here. Yes. Um, so... Speaking of hungry, what are you hungry for this season? What am I hungry for this season? How about a divisional win? How about a divisional uh, win? I would love to see that. Obviously, week we're all one. Hung- no, 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 no. I'm talking about in like oh, in general to take the okay. division. How about getting back to the playoffs? I think we're all hungry for that. I. It's interesting. You know, it's funny. There, there's a lot of people who were, were giving, some negativity, if you will, to Telesco or the Chargers, or whatever, for you know what they have or have not been able to do either last few years, whether it's an off-season, whether it's during the season, not getting to the playoffs. But I, I think it's fair to say, and folks who are watching, listening, let me know what you think. This is probably the best team on, again, I'm going to use the phrase on paper. I know, but we're going to use it. Best team on paper that we have seen with this Chargers team since when? Like, we're talking 2007 was shouted out here. You've got you have, your, you have your 2006 season. You have your 2007 season. I mean, again, on paper, I hate that. But 2018 was also pretty darn good. 2018 was was good. They got the playoffs. But again, you're playing with six it's, it's not those. in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, it's different. 
Yep. I think you could say that this is the best team that maybe Tom Telesco has created since he's been here in the last decade. I don't think there's any argument in that. So I, I think collectively, even the folks who were criticizing the moves that they have done this year, I feel like it's different. I don't think I've felt as much like unified, we've done it. Like unified, we actually did what we're supposed to do. We've actually got and got the guys. We resigned our own. We got Mike Williams. We got JC Jackson. We're bringing in like Super Bowl winning players as well. And now I think folks are kind of buying into what the Chargers are doing from a coaching perspective. Like I think Brandon Staley was kind of a up and coming, happened real quick. But I think people very quickly, especially in Chargers community, like have grown to love kind of what he represents, whether it's like the mentality, the aggressiveness, like the culture, the hashtag our way that he brings. And it kind of feels like it's permeating throughout Chargers fans too. Like I went to all the games last year and seeing kind of the difference from week one, or see, I guess technically week two against the Cowboys to like that Thursday game against the Chiefs at home where it was just electric. It's just a very different vibe. And I think for us covering this team now for like, this is what the third season, like it's, it's kind of crazy just to see the transition and how quickly it's happened. That was part of our perspective episode to see how quickly everything has taken place. And, but when you look at it, when you look at it really just as a whole, you know, there were growing pains that Tom Telesco had to go through. You look at the other intangibles, Tom Telesco had never had as much free agent cap as he had this year. And that was the big question to say because there was there's still people that believe that there is this overhanging narrative of the Chargers that they're cheap. <laughs> but that's been put to bed, I think, over the last couple of years in, in spectacular fashion. I mean, how especially many? this last year. Bosa was resigned. Keenan Allen was resigned. Corey Lindsay was brought in. Mike Williams was resigned. Mike Davis was resigned. JC Jackson was signed. Kaiser White was not. But. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to throw that one Jeez. monkey wrench in there. I had to throw that one <laughs> monkey wrench in there. There's the pessimist but I know. That was that was the big question heading into this offseason. I hit on it very, very hard when I was talking about what Tom Telesco needed to do. And this was beginning of February when we were talking about this. Not just the draft, but having that much cap room, having the aggressiveness to go out and spend it. And look how many names you brought in, both offensively and defensively. Couple that with the draft picks that you went out and made. I mean, this was a great, great offseason for Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley. And it was when we were covering the draft this year, and I think the initial thought when they went and got Zion Johnson, home run pick, then you don't have a second round pick, but you got a Khalil Mack. So like, you can't be upset about that. And then round three, you go get JT Woods, you get Isaiah Spiller. It seemed like Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco, Spanos, whoever it was, maybe Justin Herbert as well, uh, had like a very specific archetype they're looking for at different positions. I think the one that they probably wish that they would have had would have been maybe Edge, but they solved that after the fact and they got Kyle Van Noy. Everyone they brought in was a specific role that they needed to fill. Like Isaiah Spiller, you think, is going to be the RB2 that Eckler has been begging for. Zion Johnson, plug and play, best interior offensive line in the draft, by the way. We've got Zion Johnson, best player in the NFL draft, interior lineman, let's go. Pro Bowl, maybe, all pro. What do you think is in store for Zion Johnson? Oh, we got someone shouting out first team all pro. That's a good prediction. Imagine going Rashawn Slater, All-Pro, year one. Then we got Zion Johnson, All-Pro, year two. And then before that, you had Rookie of the Year, 
Justin Herbert. Not bad. Not bad at all. Speaking on that for just a second, look at the, look at what you were just about to announce. What could possibly be from left to center the Pro Bowl talent that you could potentially have there. Look what Rashawn Slater does in his rookie season. Jeez. What we're all expecting Zion Johnson to put on the board this season. And then, of course, one of the best centers in the league, Corey Lindsley. That is part of your offensive line. Are you kidding me? It's it's wild. Uh, and look, people want to give a little flack, but let's talk about like. Chargers first round draft picks for the last like eight years have almost been automatic. There's maybe two of them that you can say didn't necessarily pan out. One would be kind of jury still out. I'll be kind. Jerry Tillery. We've got Melvin Gordon, who I honestly still was serviceable. He, he kind of wore out his welcome here for a bit with some of the things he was going. But otherwise, you've got Derwin James, you got Mike Williams, you got Joey Bosa, Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, now Zion Johnson. Like, you know how many teams butcher the hell out of their first round picks? And for us to have like home run picks at those almost perennially, like, I don't think Chargers fans understand like how hard that is to do. And even like Kenneth Murray, like the jury's still out with Kenneth Murray, still a first round pick. We don't know he's been injured a bit, but a lot of folks are high on what they think he could be this year as a second year in this scheme, healthy now. Everyone knows the talent is there with him. It's just a matter of like, is he going to bring it on the field? Does he have everything ready to go mentally to kind of get to the next level? But you have to tip your cap to Tom Telesco. First round picks for the most part have been absolute gems. It, the, the biggest criticism always when it comes to Tom Telesco and drafting is what are you doing after the first round? So when you really take a look at, say, let's just use the Justin Herbert draft for an example. Beyond that, I obviously you mentioned the, the Kenneth Murray wait and see aspects. But when you look at the rest of that draft class, it's, it's a bunch of question marks. It really is. So you're waiting for those people to come and produce. And you may still, I mean, again, you may still have players on this team that were drafted in recent years that could come in and surprise. But that's where the biggest criticism of Tom Telesco came in. Is like, what are you doing for me after the first round? And that's where we're just waiting for some of these things to hit on. Lisa from Die Hard Bolt Club. Let's give it up for Lisa, everyone, for putting up this event. Can you make sure everybody's got a signature? For folks who are here with us, if you have not yet gotten your Zion Johnson signature, now is the time to go get it. If you have a red ticket, Make sure to go get your Zion Johnson signed memorabilia. Last call, as they as they say. I would say last call for the signature portion before we move on to the next phase, which is where we give away all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, we may or may not have uh, a special guest come onto the show here in a bit, so we'll see what happens there. Special guest or two might be in store. Uh, Jay, if you got a comment in here. Speaking of Tom Telesco, hashtag pay Derwin. So obviously... Obviously, we all love Derwin James. Derwin James, heart and soul of this Chargers defense, arguably the heart and soul of the team, other than maybe Justin Herbert. I'm not going to ask you, are they going to resign Justin Herbert or Derwin James? Because we, he's coming back. Do you think it happens before preseason starts? Uh, well, when you look at two of the other big name players' contracts that were that that got done prior to the season started, in Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen. I would say that's a good possibility. We've heard the enthusiasm from the team as far as how much, obviously, they want to bring it back. Yep. You heard Derwin speak about it. He's not even thinking about it right now. I think he's confident enough that he knows that it's going to get done when it gets done. But when it comes to stuff like this, 
I would assume that the Chargers would want to take care of it sooner rather than later. There's no way you'd want it to linger to any part of the season where you have to start comparing other contracts. And let's not forget the big-time secondary free agents that are coming up for their contract extensions next year are pretty big names and pretty big players. So you can't – let's just put it like this. When the Chargers signed J.C. Jackson, and somehow or another, he's still the eighth highest paid corner. I don't know how he did still that. still ridiculous. When you ended up signing Mike Williams to the long-term And then you see what Christian Kirk did. And then look what <laughs> just went bonkers during free agent frenzy. So, yes, I have no doubt, obviously, that it gets done. And I have confidence enough that I think that the Chargers are going to want to put that behind them as quickly as possible. I say it gets done before the beginning of the season. I agree. Uh, quick announcement for folks online watching us live or folks here in the building. Die Hard Bull Club does have a meet and greet Saturday, June 11th with Chicken Parm himself, Donald Parham, at Chicky Chicken Wings and Sports in Fontana. For folks who are not familiar with that event, go to DHBC. All their socials will be talking about it. That's going to be next weekend, Saturday, June 11th. It's going to be fun. I believe... Ticket prices are 30 bucks. So, Jake, speaking of chicken parm for a second, well, two things. One, I'm hungry. Uh, you and me both. Two, uh, Donald Parm's going to be back on this team. We, I was there at the game against Kansas City. Very scary, to be honest. Uh, seems to be healthy. We got Everett. We've got Donald Parham. We've got, I'm blanking on the guy we got, Trey McKitty. There we go. Uh, how do you think that this tight end group is going to be different with an Everett on this team? You know, it was so funny because you heard Joe Lombardi talk about that earlier this week during his press conference after OTA practice. And it, it could be very possible that we're just having the tight end position as a very underrated, overlooked position. So you bring in Gerald Everett. They have lauded about what he was doing in Seattle. Talked about what he did with the Rams in previous years. How they were utilizing him. What type of dynamic is that going to bring to the tight end group? To this offense in general. Obviously the yards after the catch. Bringing him in on jet sweeps. Blocking. He, he is he, he's one of the few good, productive uh, complete tight ends. Unfortunately, last year, as far as if you're just looking at overall stats goes, look at who was throwing him the ball. Infusing him in this offense along with a Donald Parham, I'm very excited to see the creativity that Lombardi's going to be coming up with using his tight ends last year. We were excited last year with how he was going to do it with, with Jared Cook and Donald Parham, and we saw what it looked like in the red zone. But I'm even more excited to see what this is going to look like with Jared Everett in the fold. So I, I was just thinking about this, actually. We're talking about like jet sweeps and like end arounds and all the things that, that Jared Everett The Chargers do. don't do and never accomplish on. Okay, so we forget that there is a Joe Reed still on this team. Could he... Will he make the roster? We don't know. We also know there's a DeAndre Carter on this team. So I guess the question is, who will have more jet sweeps slash end arounds or whatever Andre Carter or excuse me Andre Roberts last year which was but what like three <laughs> or Gerald Everett this year uh, I say Gerald Everett <laughs> will do that in spades my friend as a tight end as a tight end is that more of a knock on Andre Roberts or is that more of that's what Gerald Everett brings that the team hasn't had before no, it's it's more of what Gerald Everett brings on top of that. He's your tight end one as opposed to Andre Roberts, who at the time was your wide receiver five or six. So how much were you really infusing him into the offense? So Gerald Everett's going to have much more opportunities to get that done. 
Man, it's, it's hard not to be excited about this Chargers team, whether it's offense, defense, whether it's special teams. Now, I think the, the depth of this team, I think, is probably what is not being talked about nearly as much as it should. I think if you were to if you were to pull, whether it's commentators, announcers, folks who cover the team on a day-to-day basis, I think the one thing that kind of crippled this Chargers team last year especially, or honestly for a few years, has been the top-end talent's great. But if slash when something might happen to them, the drop-off has been like just unable to be overcome. This year, I think they put a specific intent on like making sure that that drop-off isn't as big. You're always going to have a drop-off from your starters to your backups. But to be able to go from J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr., and let's say one of them misses a game or misses a play or a series or whatever, and to be able to then go to a Bryce Callahan or go to a Michael Davis, as opposed to like going to a, a, a player who just isn't ready for that position yet, like a Keeman Hall or Tavon Campbell, you can't blame them for, being able, for not being able to cover wide receiver once. Now you have depth there, whether it's at offensive line, whether it's at safety, whether it's at corner, running back now with Isaiah Spiller in the mix, wide receiver arguably is probably the deepest wide receiving group I would say in the NFL, depth top to bottom, if you include Everett. So the amount of depth this team has, I mean, JT Woods was a third round pick and he could be coming off the bench. Like you don't see many teams that have things like that. So for a team that has been crippled by depth to now have that theory be a strength uh, is not something we're used to. Yeah, we'll talk about just like if you were to spotlight a few players from Brandon Staley's tree, who has familiarity with him. You talk about the Morgan Foxes of the world. You talk about uh, the Bryce uh, the Bryce Callahans of the world. Guys who can be multiple. Bryce Callahan can play inside, outside if you need him to do. Uh, Morgan Fox can play inside, outside if you need him to be that. Another multiple piece with Kyle Van Noy. Most likely he's going to stay on the edge. I would not want to see him in the middle. But if you <laughs> need him in a pinch, considering injuries, you could still play him there. That's, again, another message that Staley has really put forth to this team that he wants them to be multiple. Obviously, yes, depth is, is great having it there, and I think that they've definitely loaded up on having the drop-off not be so much of a cliff if someone happens to suffer a catastrophic injury. But I think, again, you're talking about guys that can be multiple in that aspect, and that's, again, where you're taking it to another dimension. I agree. John Rowley comes in with a comment, the more competition, the better. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's been something, especially last year, there were a couple positions slash players where guys just kind of, the position kind of fell in their lap. There was no other option. Like Jerry Chillery didn't have someone behind him that was kind of pushing him. You know, the, the, the cornerback room was very different. I think the only position group that really like was very strong was probably wide receiver. I mean, obviously quarterback, but like otherwise no one took the running back two spot. No one took the right tackle spot really. The linebacker spot still up for grabs. We don't really know. I feel like now it, it's just a different story. And to be able to kind of see that come to fruition, we talked about it last year, how many times we're like, the depth is going to kill us. And it did. So lots of things that are exciting. Uh, we do have possibly a couple of special guests coming on the show. We'll probably be talking to some of the DHBC members, see what they got going on here. Let's take a quick, like, what, five-minute break? Maybe we can, maybe find a menu. <laughs> Try to eat something. Please. Uh, and we'll be right back. Again, Zion Johnson is here with us. Everyone, Zion Johnson, give a round of applause for Zion. <laughs> Die Hard Boat Club. Slater's 
LAFB, all of us in the house for this event. How's everybody doing? Everybody hungry? Everybody full? How, what's the vibe like today? Oh, we heard intoxicated. Everybody inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give some waters to some people. That's okay. That means we're having a good time. I didn't hear what that was, but I'm sure it wasn't good. <laughs> all right. Chargers Unleashed, Dan Wilkinson, Jake Hafter. We'll be back in a few minutes. Quick commercial break. We'll be back in a second. All right. We are back live on Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network here at Slater's 50-50 with Zion Johnson of the Los Angeles Chargers, number 17 pick overall. Let's give him a hand, guys. Also, Die Hard Bolt Club. If you do not know, now you know. Got some incredible things going on. Great for Chargers community. Let's give Die Hard Bolt Club a hand. And to talk a little bit about it, we've got some MVPs in the house. We've got the VP and the P in the house. We've got Enrique. We've got Matt, Vice President and President from the Die Hard Bolt Club, to talk a little bit about Die Hard Bolt Club. Let's give them a round of applause. I feel like we got to like, have you guys take a bow or something, man. You guys are like gods here. <laughs> All right. So, Enrique, I'll start with you. I think this is the mic that's on. Um, yeah, is it working? Hello? Yeah. There we go. This is it. This is Can it. you hear Enrique? Can you hear your Can president? Can you hear me? <laughs> All right. So, Enrique, we got a bunch of folks online. We'll be putting this in the podcast as well. Uh, for folks who do not know about DHBC, tell us about Die Hard Bull Club. How can folks get involved? What does it entail? So Die Hard Boat Club is a, strictly for the fans. We do this for you guys. We're this successful thanks to you guys, our members. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have the success we have. Uh, Matthew and myself may be the face of it or whatever, but you guys are the reason why we're here. Anybody that wants to join Die Hard Boat Club, it is not hard to get into. We are very understanding and... All we really ask is to represent us well. That's about it. You could just message us on Twitter, message us on Instagram, whatever it may be, and we'll find you your closest chapter. The reason why we have chapters is to make it easier for Charger fans to get together with each other, watch Charger games together. What chapters do we got here today? We got, we got Inland Empire in the house. Which one's this one? San Diego. We got San Diego representing here in Pasadena. Let's go. Sounds like Inland Empire is a little louder, though. <laughs> we also got LA South and LA North. Where's our LA fans at? Let's hear some oh, noise. And Central Valley in the house. Let's I, go. I think I even saw a Ventura guy here. Where is he at? There he is. Two of them. Two of them. Orange oh, County. Orange County. There we go. So again, right. for you, for folks who think they don't have a chapter near them, Die Hard Bolt Club is literally in what dozens of states in the country, yeah, so, and internationally yeah, as international. well. We have chapters all over the world right now. We got Australia, Switzerland, Germany, Canada. Germany's lit. Multiple chapters in Mexico. Uh, where else have we got? Where? Oh, in the UK, we got some in the UK. Um, yeah, we're all over the country right now, too. We're trying to open up chapters at every state that has a football team. So that way, whenever you guys go to a game, we could host you, show you a good time. You don't have to worry about anything. The same way we do at Thunder Rally here at home. You guys are always welcome. We'll welcome you with open arms. 
You don't have to be a member to show up to any of our events. Tailgates will still take care of you like you are a member. And I can vouch for that. Uh, if you have not been to a tailgate with Die Hard Bull Club, where have you been? Uh, Thunder Alley at SoFi is a whole other level. And these guys get here, they're what, like 7, 6 a.m. to get a spot? 6 a.m. And they put on a show, let me tell you. Uh, Matt, I'll go to you. So we've had we've had you guys on our show for a bit. We, uh, we've seen this Chargers team kind of go a little crazy here the last couple off seasons. I'm sure you've been to many games. Um, what's the vibe like from the club's perspective on what this Charger team is looking like right now? And I'll ask you the question, is this the most excited you've seen this fan base for this team? Uh, I, I would say absolutely. But this is this is a uh, the offseason. This is the, the wildest offseason I've seen, not just for the Chargers, but for the NFL. Like, you've never seen this many superstars change teams. In, in the balance the balance of the, the AFC West, I mean, the AFC West, every single game could be primetime games. But but the the overhaul that the, the Chargers did in this offseason, like, this is catapulted them to the top. I mean, they should be chasing for a, a division title. We're in it. We're yeah, in it. 100%. So Die Hard Bull Club, we got you guys everywhere. You guys yeah. in many states, many cities, many countries. Uh, Thunder Alley, I think, has become pretty epic. Uh, for folks who are not members of Die Hard Bowl Club but are either interested or want to check out Thunder Alley and you guys, talk to us a little about like what you guys have game day. What that what's that experience like? What's Thunder Alley like? Why should folks come in and check you guys out? Absolutely. You know the one thing I want to add about Die Hard Bowl Club too, like Enrique said, there, there's no there's no dues that you have to pay. It's all about participation. We just want you to represent the club, be honorable, and and just participate. That that's. That's our dues, is that you come in and, and represent the Chargers and the fan base. So, game day. Enrique, I've seen you at plenty of game days. <laughs> game days, my We've had day. our fun. We remember most of them. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember most of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. By, by the time I get inside the game, it's a whole different story. <laughs> yes. But, no, tell us about kind of the pre-game festivities. So, uh, we actually got something coming up. We actually got something coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're going to start a little YouTube channel where we're going to show you uh, kind of like a day in the life of what we do. We start up at, for example, myself, I live in the Inland Empire. It's about an hour away from SoFi. We get up at 5 a.m. Matt lives in San Diego. I'm sure he gets up earlier than I do. That's dedication. We get our stuff ready the night before. We stand in line for like over an hour and a half to make sure that we get the setup for you guys. Being a member, you don't have to do anything. We'll take care of everything. You just show up, represent that hardball club, and have a good time. That's all we ask from our members. Just represent us well. Don't make us look bad. <laughs> and that, honestly, that's it. Other than that, we don't make it hard. Just, you know, just do a good job. Enjoy yourself. The main thing that we always try to preach is family. Like, I've learned, I've met so many people from different parts of life. Was it family, trust, respect? Exactly. Yeah, family, trust, respect is the main thing. Yeah, that's the worst to live by, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, the main thing here is that I've met people that I normally, like, for example, me and Matt might have never crossed paths. And this is a person that now I'm going to be friends with for the rest of my life. And there's many other people that have I've met through the club that have turned into that. So one of our main flags is family. And we live by that. That's the other uh, quote that we're going with this year. Uh, our quote for the year is family. Our mantra, 
our mantra for the year is family because we preach that. We make sure we treat you like family. And even if you're not part of the HBC, we'll still treat you like families. There's just certain things that we do for members, like our annual barbecue, for example, that we just try to set that up to show our appreciation for all the hard work that they do. DHBC, guys, how is uh, how is this guy treating you so far? Hey guys, I, I mean, I, the fact that we have like 50, 60 people here from DHBC alone makes me feel like they're doing something right. I agree, <laughs> I agree, and that's, and that's why- that's props to you, my I, friend. I, I, that's why, well, props to all of us, honestly. Uh, that's the reason why I always preach, we are who we are because of them. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I don't want to take all the credit because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. So. All right. So la last thing before we get you guys out of here, uh, I know we're all thirsty and hungry and we got to go say hi to Zion a bit. Uh, in terms of kind of looking at the future for Die Hard Bowl Club, you guys got all kinds of stuff going on. You guys have got events galore. I think Donald Parham's next weekend. What's up and coming for you guys? Like what's the next frontier? What should people look forward to with you guys? Yeah. So next weekend we got the Donald Parham. Shout out to Charge Up Bolts or like little sister club that we take care of. They set that all up. Uh, there's some very exciting things coming from us. I don't want to get too much into it. Oh, teaser. But be ready because there's fun stuff coming. We're coming in hard this year. Pedal to metal. We're not stopping. So just get ready for it. I love it. Matt, anything else that we got going on for DHBC that folks should know about? I think you mentioned the, uh, the barbecue, right? Yeah, for members? coming up. Yep. And that's going to be in Ventura. Okay. So, I, I mean... All the all the DHBC families welcome, and it, it's just gonna be a, a, we're gonna have a blast. Oh, can't wait! I mean, be, everybody's getting room. I mean, like, oh, I'm invited. Yes, let's go. Sure. Okay, absolutely. I love it. All right, we got Enrique and Matt from Die Hard Bowl Club. Guys, give them a hand. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for Thank putting you. on this event. Go have a drink for me for us. Eat something good. I will be back here in a few minutes from Slater's 5050 in Pasadena, Die Hard Boat Club, Zion Johnson, Chargers Unleashed. We will be back here momentarily. Thanks, everyone. All right, we are back. Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network here at Slater's 5050 in Pasadena, Die Hard Boat Club. How are we doing, everyone? Die Hard Boat Club, how's today? There we go. Just got done doing an awesome group picture with Mr. Zion Johnson outside. Took over the streets. Got some folks honking at us. No one got in trouble, so we are good. Uh, we are... Stop traffic. <laughs> we, we, we made sure the crosswalk was working. Uh, we are... I mean, nobody's going to tell Zion and Johnson to get out of the way. It's uh, going to be the opposite. Fun fact. Don't, don't try to like have a competition with Zion to who has bigger biceps. Let me just say that. Oh. Wait, he was... I'm not going to mention names, but there was someone who was wanting to compare bicep muscles. Let's just say Zion's was much larger. Arguably, and not arguably, fact, biggest person in the room. That is a fact. <laughs> uh, so tons of footage coming up here in a bit from Chargers Unleashed, LA Football Network, and Die Hard Bolt Club here with Zion Johnson. We are wrapping up the live event for folks who do not know, Die Hard Bowl Club has a ton of stuff coming up here in terms of events. They have stuff with uh, one Donald Parham Jr. next weekend. We've got a ton of giveaways we're about to be doing here for folks here live in attendance, including Fourth and Staley shirts, LAFB merchandise. We've got a Zion Johnson signed picture. And then also 
main event, we've got two tickets to the Chargers Colts game Monday night in December. Important one going up against Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor. Tough Colts offense. Also, tough Colts defense. Oh, but not for Herbert, apparently. No match for Herbert. Dan, so, Dan, you can't talk about other teams in here and not expect to hear the, the Charger feedback. That's true. That. They're like, you we don't talk do that. It's like, yeah, you can't do that. It's like in Kanto. Like, we don't talk about Colts. Right. You know, everybody's confidence level is up to up to 100 right now. Well, so how could it not be? Exactly. How that's could it point. not be? So that's what I'm saying. You can't talk about that. Okay. All right. So let's get a quick, quick pulse from the folks here. Justin Herbert cannot be your answer because we know Justin Herbert will be your answer. Shout out a name. Who are you most excited to see this year? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Derwin. We got Derwin. Hashtag sign Derwin. Zion Johnson. Great call out. Who else we got? Kyle Van Noy. Can you believe Kyle Van Noy is a charger? Sebastian Joseph. Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. JC Jackson. How can you forget Mr. INT? Josh Palmer. We got Donald Parham coming back. Austin Eckler. Eventually, we're just going to name all 53 guys. I know. We got like 25 left on the roster, then we're done, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got a kicker. (laughs) Dustin Hopkins, shout out. We didn't even talk about Dustin Hopkins this offseason yet. How have we not done that? I don't know, but. Talk about like a breath of fresh air last year. Like the special teams between him and Andre Roberts last year. And now we've got DeAndre Carter. Like going from literally coin flip if we're going to make a field goal to now like we've got someone who was pretty darn good all season. Special teams uh, doing pretty good. I feel pretty confident with it. How long has it been since you've actually been able to utter that sentence? I'm kind of hesitant to because as soon as you do, like, I'm knocking on wood. The Nick Novak days, the Nate Kading days. The special teams is not going to let us down. We were talking about how much we see. He, he, Enrique just leaves. Yeah, that, that's terrifying. That That is terrifying. We need special teams to, like, a kicker, dude. That's all we ask for. Yeah. Just kick it. Is it that hard? Somebody who could just kick it straight. That's what you want. <laughs> Preferably straight. I can kick it, but I can't kick it straight, and I can't kick it 50 yards. That's true. I can hit the ball. Where it goes. I like the confidence of Enrique. I can hey, hit it 30. I can hit 30. 30. You got a video of that? I want to see that video. The video. It's like, <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. Right now. <laughs> pulling up receipts. <laughs> Give me the video. All right. Without so hesitation, Enrique just asked for the videos. Like, bring it here. I got proof. Zion Johnson, so cool. You're buying an offensive guard's jersey. How about that? Hey, guards are people. And honestly, considering how how darn good Zion Johnson looked, what was it? 99.7 block rate? Ridiculous block rate. Kid's a beast. Thanks to Steve Haglin for that one. That next to an offensive lineman like a Rashawn Slater, like a Corey Lindsay, like Matt Filer, like Christmas came early for lots of Chargers fans on the draft pick. 15 years for all lines. For an O-line, but we got it now. Hashtag thank you, Tom Telesco. Enrique's over here flexing. I'm watching, I'm watching this Enrique's video right now. Enrique's flexing a 30-yard okay. so field goal. The G's down. This is his Super Bowl. Ball's not on the TV. Okay. It's on SoFi. Jake, play by play. Go. Dude. Dude, I had leg for a 40. In skinny jeans. What the hell? In skinny jeans? 
Enrique wow. kicking field goals 40 yards at SoFi. If Dustin Hopkins... If we, hey, if we keep two kickers on the down. roster, you may want to submit your resume. I don't know if folks can see it on the screen. We've got Tony, special guest. I don't know if everybody saw us. Tony Rodello. If everyone has not seen, he had an amazing video with the Chargers community. Chargers, actually, Derwin James went and visited him at the house. Fan of the year, Jen Mills, went and said hello. Tony, nice to see you. Ma'am, this has been a fun, fun day. We're wrapping up with Zion Johnson. Jake, anything else you want to tell the, the good people before we take a last commercial break? On Man, how can you not get hyped up for this, man? I mean, this is great. You know, it's just, I, I do not get to travel to, to Los Angeles that often, but to come down here, be a part of this event, see the diehard Bolt Club down here, see all these Charger fans, this is go. phenomenal. Best fan base in the NFL, speaking into existence. It's amazing to see how quickly Diehard Bowl Club has gone from huge to like, I don't know what you call bigger than huge. Gargant, what was the word? You Gar Gargantos, Gigantor. That's it. Uh, Jumungus. All over the country, all over the world. Uh, if you, again, if you guys do not know or have heard of Diehard Bowl Club, please, please check them out. Great community. They are like family. They take care of their own. And everyone else, even if they're not part of Die Hard Bowl Club, check them out on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays at the tailgates. They put on a good show at Chargers events. I think they're at section like 201 or so, right behind the goalposts. I know that much. 202. 121. There we go. Hey, you were so close, there Dan. There we go. <laughs> Couple numbers off. Good try. You can also go to the 300s. I'm sure we'll sign with some of the 400s, 500s. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll yell at you from the, from the 100s. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. All right, guys. Um, Jake, highlight from today so far. They're still young. There, there is none, not one highlight. Come on, man. This whole, this whole afternoon has been fantastic. We have the whole LAFB crew here. Diehard Bowl Club is here. Charger fans are here. This is the highlight. Come on, man. This is a group. This is a fan base. This as LA. This is, this is what it's about right here. I love coming to this. Chargers fans, we got something special brewing this year. 2022 Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, Brandon Saley, Zion Johnson now in the house. How are we feeling about this year? Playoffs? Playoffs? Super Bowl? Super Bowl? Okay, so I think it's Super Bowl or bust for a lot of people here. And I bet you if you gave some true serum to some of the players and coaches, they probably would say the same thing. It was a rhetorical question, Dan. It was a rhetorical question. It was, it was Super Bowl. That was the answer, yes, right? Yes, that was the answer. Okay, I apologize for asking them. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for coming out. This has been an awesome showing. Chargers fans, y'all are amazing. Die Hard Bolt Club. We're about to get into the fun stuff. We got some raffle tickets about to go live. Might be seeing something fun. For Jake Hefner, Dan Wolkenstein, LAFB Chargers Unleashed, Die Hard Bolt Club, Slater 5050, Zion Johnson. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.